Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Today, I'm sorry, I should ask you this before. How do you say your last name? Fur lot. Fur lot. Fur lot. Yeah, like a lot that. of fur trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made that mistake before and I forgot to ask somebody and I pronounced his name wrong at the beginning. And <laughs> oopsies. Which made me very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tend to notice that you, uh, you just you enjoy when he messes up. Yeah, we delight in each other's failures. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My kind of my kind of crowd. I was gonna say I will, most, give you lots, I will give you lots to delight in. Tom. <laughs> most friends do. So that's true. Okay, okay well, let's get Take started. Two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Today, we're sitting down and talking with Trevor. Oh, boy, there we go. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Trevor Furlot. Is it? No. Lots yeah. of. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Trevor Furlot. It's okay. So, hi, Trevor. How you doing? <laughs> oh, God. I'm yep. awesome. Yeah, we only give ourselves two takes. If we don't get it on the second one, we're just rolling with it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Screw it. We'll do it live. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so, as uh, Ron did a horrible job saying, my name is Perfect. Trevor Furlot. Uh, I'm a uh, school teacher and soon-to-be uh, guidance counselor in the province of New Brunswick, Canada. So, for those nice. that are geographically challenged, that's a province on the uh, eastern part of the country, the Atlantic Canadian region. We actually border the state of Maine. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm a high school teacher by day and hobbyist uh, by evening and weekend. The show has gone international, folks. Yeah, our <laughs> first time. our first Canadian guest. <laughs> well, it seems we have like... airplanes and internet up here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just had bears and stuff, so that's awesome. <laughs> bears and mounties, I, right? <laughs> we have we have bears and moose, and I enjoy eating both. Nice, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't they kind of gamey? Uh, it, you got to go with a young spring bear. Yeah, it probably um, depends on how you prepare them. Yeah, sure. Okay. It depends I, on the time of year and where where the bear is at and what he's eating and stuff. But the, <laughs> the gaminess, it uh, they're a very fatty animal in the fall, and of course, meat flavor comes from fat. So uh, a bear fat is not like a like a wagyu beef fat. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Well, look at us getting off the tracks, but that's okay because I'm learning something. That's what we do. <laughs> Anyone who's listened yeah, to, the, to the podcast knows that's how, how we roll. There's so. no tracks with airplanes. That's the problem. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, a teacher from up in Canada. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll admit I'm one of those geographically challenged when it well, comes I don't, to... I am too. Like, I don't know where all the provinces are and all yeah. that, but uh, I know where Canada is. Well, I know where Canada is. Like, I just... <laughs> well, it's like knowing where your hat is. It's on top. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly right. Oh, my See? God. And I have not been drinking, I swear. Like, that's... <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Anyway. Yeah. Um, sort, so... sort yourself out. <laughs> we'll sort so... it out. Yeah. Dude, what did you say? Did you just throw a Canadian thing at him? Well, I threw the a reference. Yeah. A boo. Oh, yeah. Wow, is is that okay then? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. No, if he does, if he doesn't make the Canadian jokes, I will. Uh, well, that's good because I don't have a lot of them. Um, stick, so, stick with me. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, um, airplanes, airplanes, air, airplanes. airplanes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, how'd you get in the hobby? Like, let's let's so, go let's go way back. Like your first way back. Yeah, your first memory. I broke my arm. Okay. 
Let's start with that. Yeah, that's how I got in the hobby of RC. So, so I broke my arm and okay. on a uh, on an ATV on a Honda Big Red, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother had a freak out, it made sure. me sell it with the money. I bought oh, my course. first hobby grade RC. That was at thirteen. Fast forward to the age of sixteen, I walk into a hobby shop. I don't even have a driver's license yet. There's not even a help wanted sign in the window. And I start yakking. I got the gift of gab. The next thing you know, <laughs> they've offered me a job. Nice. So while I'm, while I'm working at that hobby shop, my focus is RC cars and off-road racing. But we've got it all in there. We've got plastics and we've got model trains and model airplanes. And um, no one, there was no flying club in our area. No one really knew anything about it. I remember selling a Mirage, which was like a 550 uh, brushed Mm-hmm. Goldberg kit to yep. to a guy I went to school with. I don't know if that ever got built, but at the back of the store was a Carl Goldberg Super Chipmunk, and that box would just—I was captivated. Oh that yeah, that was my first memory of an RC airplane. Was seeing that box of that Carl Goldberg Super Chipmunk, and the planes inverted, and there's—I mm-hmm. believe there's smoke system yes. coming out of it, and I was like. You will be mine. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. You will yeah. be. Yeah. And Goldberg it took a did a really, a really good job selling that airplane to thousands oh, they, of people. I had one. They did. They yeah, did. I had one airplane. too. We'll get to that. I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah. So then, um, fast forward to university, and uh, you know, I. I I'm out of RC because high school happened. So sex, mm-hmm. drugs, rock and roll, all that oh, yeah. stuff. And who has time for toy cars and <laughs> planes and stuff. But then I get in university and I start calming down a little bit. And um, in my second year of university, I was missing RC. So for Christmas, I got a bunch of uh, carpet oval stuff. And then I, and ironically, I bought the carpet oval stuff from a guy who was getting out of racing and into flying. Well, <laughs> two years later, I did that switch. I sold thing. the carpet oval stuff and bought the plane stuff. And it was because uh, like, I am all in all the time, every waking moment. I just, I'm into my <laughs> hobbies when I'm not working. I'm like multiple things on the go at the same time. And so uh-huh. anyway, I couldn't race enough to satisfy myself. Right. Okay. And um, when I, I went to the mall, talking about exposure for the hobby, right? The local club went to the mall and they set up uh, kind of like a booth in the mall. They had their tables uh, set up with airplanes on them and transmitters on display and a flight sim going. And the oh, club nice. members were there asking questions. Well, a year later, two of my models were on that table. Nice. I was all in. So <laughs> yeah. I went to a swap, a swap meet and I picked up, um, I believe it was a PT-40 with a radio that's older than you, Tom. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, like, it wasn't a craft, but it was, you know, it was pretty old. And, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> was, was actually it a, a little kit, newer. Maybe? Oh, I oh, I don't know. I'm just throwing names out there, trying to sound like I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. It but works. It, it does. It was, I, I think it was a, it was an older Futaba actually. Sure. Um, so this flew until the, uh, I never even got out of the training mode with it. There was a plastic clevis on it. The uh, people who were helping me in the beginning yeah. didn't know enough to really do a good pre-flight. And sure enough, the plastic clevis on the elevator failed and that was the end of that plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I got it for nothing. I, I, I think I was in the air for 50 bucks, so whatever. Huh. Then I ended up picking up a Carl Goldberg Eagle 2. Mm-hmm. And that first summer, I burned more fuel in one summer than most guys were burning in three years. Oh, yeah. And Excellent. even as a university student, like my collection exploded from 99 to 2002. I ended up with 14 airplanes. And I remember getting this Airtronics computer programmable radio at the time. I was a baller. You could put 10 <laughs> models in this thing at once, right? Yeah. So I found the cheapest 
compatible receiver. And I don't remember if it was JR or not. It wasn't Airtronics, but it was compatible. Remember back in the day, like high tech and Futaba would work together, Airtronics and something else would work together, but yep. they weren't all, you know. Ron as Ron's like what? <laughs> no, I was just like you guys. Just you, you talk. I'm just gonna sit here and. No, I know exactly what he's talking yeah. about. I know that's what I mean. That's before my time. Yeah, you could time. take a JR plug and you could plug it into a Futaba uh, receiver, but you couldn't take a Futaba J plug at that time and plug it into a JR receiver without shaving off the tab. And and then the Airtronics, oh, yeah. the Airtronics plugs were just wired completely different, so they wouldn't plug into anything. So anything. Well, yeah. there's a there's a hack to that, and I had right, to do it recently is. with the plane I picked up. But <laughs> so anyway, I had. I had um, so I'm a university student living on a student loan and mm-hmm. uh, part time job, but I still managed to have like four, at least four airplanes ready to fly at any time. And then the quick charger came out. Remember this quick field charger? Mm-hmm. What it, back in the day, Ron? Yeah, you had to know you were flying the next day, right? Because you put your transmitter yeah. and your receiver batteries on charge the yep. night before, they trickle oh, yeah. charge at like. Point three of an amp or something. Anyway, it's yeah, low. Uh, yeah. Well, I had a buddy who was, um, you never knew when he was available. When he'd call, he'd be, I think he just kept his stuff plugged in 24 seven. I don't know. But he'd call it, <laughs> I'm going to the field. You coming? So if I wasn't working or in class, I would uh, drive out to the field and this hobby co quick field charger took 45 minutes to charge and so did my drive to the field it was great i yeah. plugged it in this to the, the cigarette, cigarette lighter, lighter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah and uh and by the time i arrived at the field my, my stuff was ready so uh perfect that was a hey, you were that was big time yeah yeah you Charging could be ready at 45 minutes notice <laughs> right yeah yeah oh man how, how so, the, so the 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 year that you walked into the hobby shop and got your job what year was that I uh, would have been 91, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. gold sticker era. You probably know what I'm talking about then. Yep. On yeah. the back of the transmitters. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. We had a, another, another, uh, Ron is clueless, by the way. When I, when no, I say I, stuff I, like now that, I know what he you're knows talking now about. because we've talked about yeah. it on one of the other episodes, but yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's funny to me because I've been in it such a long time. It's easy to forget that not everybody has been in it as long as I have. And yep. so when I say those and, types of things, sometimes you get a look like, what the heck is this guy talking? Gold sticker? What is he talking about? What's this right? old guy talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not just yeah. old and, guys. Well, okay, maybe it is. But anyway. So I discovered the podcast like within a couple of days of, of getting back into flying. And immediately I'm I was so hooked. sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my podcast invented that joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't so want to step time, on anyone's toes. <laughs> every, every time a listener would say, Oh, I listen. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, um, but what was really cool. And I mean, I pestered the heck out of you guys in the beginning. Every time I was like, it felt like I was emailing three times an episode when you guys would say something I could relate to But And then Ron was like, dude, we have a discord. <laughs> Stop. Go to the discord. <laughs> I didn't want to he, come off like that. <laughs> it was, it was pretty obvious. It's, I hey, think it, no, you I could share this with everyone. <laughs> I think it's awesome that he was able to pick up on that, Ron. I did. How else <laughs> oh, do you do great. it? I mean, right. spread the love so oh. everybody can talk to you. I'm, I it's exactly awesome. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, but what was cool about those, those those initial episodes when I started listening was you got you got Tom who's just a, a few years older than I am and Ron who's just a few years younger than I am and so 
Ron is, is talking about new things I need to learn about. And Tom is talking about stuff that I remember from back in the day. So it was like the old and the new blended together while I'm trying to come in with my old knowledge and learn the new stuff. Mm. And what do you mean? airplanes are made out of packing material when did that happen yeah oh man so we right. don't do that too much though around here yeah and, uh, no, something new yeah exactly right so um yeah yeah so 91 uh is when that started okay so you and, brought up age then what year were you born uh 74 oh see so yeah tom was i don't even remember tom was like 43 i think um no, I, was I was born in 81 i was born in 1970 so, yeah. so see, I'm so yeah, just kind of smack dab right in the middle. Yeah, right yeah. in the middle. See? Yeah. Oh, if it looks yeah. good, kill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, do you guys want to talk about um, what I was into when I was flying the first time? Yeah, we can yeah. do both. I, I, like, I want to hear the difference because you got out of the hobby for quite a while, right? Yeah. yeah so, like, how I long left. were well, you yeah, out? Yeah, when he went to school. Yeah, when he was yeah. in school. but, like, how long were you out between... Oh, okay. Like, right. I didn't know if so, he, like, he went to school and then came back a couple of years later. Oh, and then it's been, okay. like, how, what's the span of I quit to I start? It was almost exactly 20 years. Oh, I graduated wow. in um, uh, June of, or April. Yeah, probably graduated. Anyway, I graduated in 2002. And okay. I sold off a bunch of stuff and brought home with me my Eagle 2, mm-hmm. my Super Chipmunk, Mm-hmm. Uh, and my Carl Goldberg Extra 300 that I bought off of one of my mentors when I was flying there in uh, in Fredericton where I went to university. And I bought it to restore it and refinish it. It needed to be recovered. I don't know why, but he covered it in like a fabric covering. Have you ever seen an extra? You see Patty flying yeah. through the air and no. an extra covered in fabric? No. What is that? No. That's no. a cub thing. <laughs> right? So that was all going to come off and it was going to get Monaco. And I picked up a Sato 120 for it. When I got home, you know, I'm brand new to the career of teaching and there's no club around. Stuff happens, so, yeah. Yeah. So I sold it off and, <clears throat> and, uh, and this... That was it. In 2013, though, I picked up a Polecat and a DX5E. And so it gone from 2002 to 2013, and I tried this Polecat. So the Polecat, for those that don't know, is a UMX. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't even call them UMX then. They just called them Park Zone, Ultra Micro. This predates AS, uh, AS3X. This predates SAFE. And it was too much for me. I flew it twice, and I crashed it twice. And the second time I crashed it, I damaged it. I ordered the replacement parts and um, was doing a little bit of reading on RC groups and it talked about needing a special glue. And I was like, uh, nuts to this. I put it sat in the box. The transmitter went back in the box. The e-flight charger that charged four 1S batteries at a time, that all went Mm -hmm. back in the box. So when I got back into flying um, recently, I got that uh, one of the the guy who got me back into flying. And that's a cool story too. Um, he repaired it, and uh, we flew it successfully not long ago. But it would init- basically, Ron, it was 20 years. I flew again for the first time May 1st, 2022. Well, welcome oh, back. May- yeah. So you've got like three weeks in right now from when we're recording. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And it's gotten out of control quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it always does. It does. Yeah. It, it can. It's funny how it sneaks up on you, too. Yeah, like, like I, when yeah. we ask your number, you know, like how many airplanes you have, it will shock you. Like it won't shock us because we know. Like 
because yeah. it's they accumulate and it's like they reproduce in the rafters, you know, when you're not watching. But <laughs> like the to yeah. the person who is admitting that her number, it's always a shock to them when they finally see that number. I didn't like, know I had that Holy many. Crap, yeah. When did I <laughs> absolutely how, how did this happen? Yeah. And then Somewhat. you go on sprees where you just Yeah. There just seems to be months at a time where all you do is buy airplanes. <laughs> like and Ron then, lately. I, I have been. I mean it's <laughs> yesterday my buddy my buddy Red stopped by who was a racer who I've gotten into flying. He nice. uh, he said, Congratulations, a week has gone by, you haven't bought a plane. So I'm not sure. <laughs> is I'm not okay? sure we should celebrate yeah. that, Rich. Yeah, well, is is yeah. everything okay? Is, are you all right? <laughs> right. <laughs> my wife came up to the uh, man cave this afternoon. She said, This looks like an airplane daycare. What's, what's happening? All these little baby foam planes on the ground look like they're on a mat having a nap or something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know I the totally feeling. Relate, like, though, looking yeah. around here, it's the same thing. Yeah, there's, well, but and know, all my yours babies, is more though. like an ER, I think. Oh, oh that's... <laughs> wow, where they're triage well, between different... Yeah, because you've got the A-10 over here that's, you know, been in that condition oh, boy. for a while. And go. then you've got the, the big lazy bee over there. And I mean, you know, you go and it looks like an ER. It looks like they're in various stages of... Resuscitation. I'm just gonna let you go and see how long you can go on about how lazy I've been. I get it. Oh, don't worry when he's done. It's my turn. <laughs> All right, have at it. I'm hey, just Trevor. gonna sit here. <laughs> no, I'll go easy this time. All right, so Trevor, like, yep. so we've got the the backstory. So yep. we know how long you've been in the hobby, and so you said you meant you touched on a something that uh, was you said was a really good story about uh, somebody getting you the the guy that got you back in. Right. So his name is Russ and he's my high school history teacher. And your high school uh, he was history teacher. My high school history so teacher. That's yeah. a ways back. I, yeah, graduated okay. in ninety four. <laughs> okay. So he he was uh, he's just a phenomenal guy and super smart, super nerdy into anything that has to do with tech. Like he was the guy that ran the AV club back in high school, which I was not a part of. <laughs> and uh, he's a bit of a musician. And so we we run this indoor RC track in the wintertime. Well, he showed up randomly out of the blue and he, and he took some video and stuff. And he's like, Trevor, for some reason, I seem to think you used to fly. So I must have told him this once upon a time. Maybe he told me because he, so he was my high school history teacher and then he became a colleague. Okay. So possibly he was telling me about a drone one day. I don't know how it happened. He, he, he had this vague memory that I told him I used to fly airplanes. Okay. So I said, yeah, absolutely. So he shows me this video on his phone of him flying a UMX night vapor inside one of our local schools theater. Oh. So there he is on the stage flying this night vapor around awesome. the seats and <laughs> up and down the aisles and stuff. Well, a week later, I was in that same theater with him flying my <laughs> with a, own. Yeah, with a night vapor. <laughs> yep, with my own night vapor. That's awesome. And yeah, and then it wasn't long after that, um, what do I get? So I thought... I used to fly some pretty cool models back in the day. Yeah. I had some biplanes and I had the extra and the ultra sport uh, 60, which we have to talk about that. Yes, that's yes, a I, story. Yeah. I want to hit that one. So um, I thought, 
I'm not going to make the same mistake I did with the polecat. I overestimated my skills and um, crashed it. So you know what? I'm going to start from, it's been 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm starting from scratch. So I bought an apprentice, yep. right? With all the ridiculous technologies that are now included <laughs> in these yeah, packing, yeah. packing material planes. And um, <laughs> so I flew, I flew outdoors for the first time on May 1st. And I, my first flight was 100% safe mode. And my second flight was uh, intermediate. My third flight, I turned that. Turned it all off? Yeah. Nice. It hasn't come back on since, yeah. right? So what do you, so then, like, apparently like us, you think the safe mode has its place. It but does it's have very its place. Limited. Like, it you're depends not gonna, on not whether or not you. Yeah, it's not it something you're going to use you progress. forever. Right, exactly. Right. So. I mean, but some people do. The guy, I like, I mean, God bless them. Russ hasn't progressed. He's got... He's got some beautiful models. I can talk crap because he doesn't listen. He's got some beautiful <laughs> models. That he's Yet. too afraid to fly. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And because uh, uh, he 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 Ron has a couple of those. Had, man, yeah, what? but Ron knows how to fly, and Ron Ron doesn't rely on safe mode. You know, no, it's good to have the don't fly in the dirt button. Don't get me wrong. Like I did use it one time yeah. on my first flight with the apprentice, and I've I've. I don't know. Russ is convinced that I would have recovered on my own, but I didn't need to find out. Uh, I had my finger riding that switch and boom, I pulled the trigger on it. And next thing you know, the plane was straight and level, but I've never used it since. Right. And I mean, things got, things got uh, progressed really quick. Like a couple of days later, I was flying a carbon, a park zone carbon <laughs> cub. And then I bought the E-Flight Ultimate 2. And uh, now I'm boring holes in the sky with yeah. that thing. That's a, so much fun. Mm -hmm. Well, but you also um, weren't starting from so, scratch. So I mean, like you have flown before, so yeah. you kind of knew. Yeah. It was it was yeah. kind of just getting back in the saddle and trying to remember mm -hmm. and bringing all that muscle memory back. Yeah. So if yeah. you had never flown before, you would have probably yeah. flown with safe. Maybe a little longer. Maybe I would think so. Well, we're going to see how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I got. I got Reg into it. He races with me. Now, he bought a Timber X, but we kind of said, put that on the shelf for a little while, even if it is in safe mode. And, and Russ donated an Aero Scout that's been crashed more times than Reggie has crashed. <laughs> and I don't know. Not possible. That's a lot. <laughs> it took him and his wife three trips to recover all the parts after one particular crash. <laughs> that's like pretty, this thing. That's impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> and you know what? Like, so comparing the uh, Aero Scout and the Apprentice, the Apprentice in safe mode flies around better but when you go into expert mode that aeroscope i'm doing outside loops with an aeroscope <laughs> <laughs> who does that like well, i guess i do but you i'm do. sure other yeah. thousands of other people do too but i had no idea it was so capable yeah it will do uh, i it will exceed my uh my skills i'm sure it'll win uh, more capable hands it'll do even more neat stuff but i'm you know i'm doing snap rolls and like <laughs> i said i'm flying around doing figure eights inverted with it and outside yeah. loops and russ is looking at it going she's never, she's never done that before <laughs> <laughs> so so Are anyway you sure it's designed um, to do that that's uh, <laughs> so did you mean to, to do red. that yeah so, and then I picked up, uh, two cubs followed me home one day. So I gave one of those to Reg. So, so we'll see how Reg progresses, learn, having never flown, starting off on, on safe mode. And then I got another guy I raced with, but in his case though, and you're going to love this, Tom, we got him a four channel nitro powered trainer. Good deal. Like it's 1999, right? That's how he's going to start. <laughs> Buddy box and the whole nine yards. Yeah, good for so, him. Does he yeah. race nitro also? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Some, there's yeah, a correlation right. there, right? 
I mean, because oh, yeah. I've noticed that, that guys that uh, start flying, if they've been racing nitro, they generally sort of stick with that theme. And well, if yeah. they've only raced electric, then they usually stick with electric. If you can, if you can deal with nitro, <clears throat> nitro is not bad. Like if you learned it on a car, going to an airplane is easy. Really because is. airplanes, yeah, yeah, airplanes are so, I mean, they're not as exact as a car is because you don't right. need that power right away. And they're, yeah. they're so much more forgiving. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I thought the nitro, I mean, you, you, it's been said on the show before, and I agree with it, that nitro buggies are a little more finicky than nitro airplanes as far as holding a tune and stuff. Yeah. When I got into racing nitro, a friend of mine that I raced with is like, oh, good, you used to fly nitro airplanes. You can help me tune my engine. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think it's the same, man. Yeah. But, I mean, like there are guys out there that don't understand what their needles do. That yeah. they control yeah. the flow of fuel, not air. And right. so, uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So. So do you fly with a club out there, Trevor? No, we don't have a club in this region, just like before. Oh, okay. when I Like, you know, I'm back in the, in the... start Well... <laughs> eventually maybe we're actually no for real we've got two places to fly where we can't necessarily maybe bring on all we're all we're 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 pulling a reggie in a couple of places (laughs) and and so we don't want to draw too much attention to ourselves um i'll tell you what it is like there was a paper it's it's a mill town and the paper mill is gone and there's nothing left but where the paper mill once stood but it's it's far enough from the town and we fly with our back to the town, facing the ocean and the Appalachian Mountains. It's a beautiful spot. And it's got to be, I don't know, 400-yard road mm-hmm. that was used for trucks to get from one side of the mill to the other. So I went in there with a gas-powered leaf blower, cleaned off our paved runway. So now we have an <laughs> asphalt runway that's awesome. to use. Yeah. yeah. That's Are awesome. we trespassing? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I just know that there's a <laughs> hole in the fence. And so that's where we fly. <laughs> Did, you didn't put and the hole yeah. there, did you? Yeah, no, nope. we don't want to know. Okay. It was, yeah, I don't know. Officer, it was like that when I got here. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. The, the other spot is uh, the high school soccer field. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. That's great for smaller things. Yeah, especially yeah, Well, smaller things. That's that's where I remade into my ultra sport. Okay, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> what it's whatever well, we can get whole, away with, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, here's, it's here's Canada. the thing. Down it's like different. Like everything's <laughs> like left-handed up there or something. I don't know. Right. And as long as a moose doesn't cross the field, yeah, we're exactly. fine. <laughs> hey, I, I've actually chased a moose off a playground once during recess. That's uh, a true story. <laughs> That's true awesome. story. Canada. Yeah. And see, we yeah. just worry about deer here. So I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. Well, mm. moose are like deer, deer, but they're like four times the size, right? Well, something yeah. Like but That's I mean, right. like they're, they will really yeah. mess your car Hey, up. I'm going to ask a really stupid question. So here in the United States, we have the AMA, right? We have the official, mm-hmm. you know, sanctioning, you know, insurance. Body, whatever, Does Canada yeah. have something similar? Yeah, yeah, of course. We got MAC, okay. Model Aeronautics Association of Canada. Oh, okay. And so, uh, they don't have any lobbying power like um, like the AMA like does. AMA does. Sure. I mean, it's just, I mean, you got 335 million people. We have 35 million people. Right. So, you know, we just don't have... Uh, the political will or entities or lobby groups, different political system. So sure. AMA gets told by the uh, Transport Canada who does all the flight rules, you know, this is how it's going to be and go tell your members. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. say, uh, yes, if it pleases the crown, we will. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Mm, that gross. would be. Yeah. Yeah. So but is yeah, it, is so it that, a... I mean, th- 
Go ahead. They do all the same stuff. They do the promotion of the hobby. They <clears throat> list all the fields. They tell you how to make your field sanctioned and registered. They provide us with our liability insurance. It's the same exact thing as the AMA without the political power or governing lobbying power, right? So, which leads to my next question. Do you need that lobbying power? Like, for oh, example... Yeah. Drone, drone pilots, a-holes are everywhere. And well, they're causing oh, the yeah. same problems oh, here, too. <laughs> don't get me started. But, <laughs> yeah, no, like, here, here in the States, you know, we have the FAA, who is sort of, you know, the, the governing body that's kind of coming down on the hobbyist. Do you have a and similar... Us, with us, it's Transport Canada. Okay, so you... All right. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. the same about everywhere, Probably. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, well in, in North pilots. America, anyway. I mean, right. our policies, yeah, our, our systems and your systems are, you know, we got McDonald's, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have running inside water up there? as. Just Not saying. inside. It runs from the from the glaciers. <laughs> and I don't know how you're doing this without electricity. That's amazing. It is but amazing. Yeah, that's well, he's, he's that's, on the bike. He's spinning. Oh, that's you know, what the hamster is still the horse, running. The horse on the tre- the horse on the treadmill. Yeah. Our polar so other- dip happens in July, not January. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so we pay obviously. Like I said, the the stuff is the same with AMA and your. You said Mac mm-hmm. or whatever it was. What's yeah, you the join like, your club? Then you join your your. Uh, Mac. Right? What's the cost Hunter. of like your insurance then <laughs> through them? Do you know? It was either eighty or hundred. I can't remember. I just renewed. Mm. Um, they, you know, they still That's had same. my original number yeah. from back in ninety nine. So I just <laughs> flick a switch and get it turned on. That's nice. I have my original number from. Well, I'm not going to mention. But yeah, <laughs> I still have my original AMA number. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. funny. It's so only besides, three digits. <laughs> it's more than. It's five. <laughs> It starts with a one, though. <laughs> starts with a zero, actually. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, so other than Russ and Reggie, do you have a group of guys that you, generally speaking, like to prefer to fly with? I mean, it sounds to me like you pretty much fly with anybody you can get convinced to come and fly with you. But yeah, in the last much like three, dating. Yeah, much in the like la- dating, yeah. <laughs> in the last three weeks, have you found a big group of people to fly with? <laughs> No, so what I've done is I've reconnected with some of the guys who are who are you know, still around from the original club. I was actually an instructor and a vice president uh, at that place when I left. After after just a couple of years, you burn more jug or more fuel in one year than most guys do in three years. You mm-hmm. uh, you you move up the ladder pretty sure. quick. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So some of those guys are still around. And uh, so I reconnected with some of them to uh, pick their brains and get suggestions and help. Um, and then we've got a guy who um, he is, he's just renowned as being, uh, you know what it's like, right? You, you need a prop, here's a prop. You give the prop back next time you see him. You know what hobbyists are like. Everybody's always willing to help and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, this guy, I'd never met him before in my life. Russ knew him. Russ had met him in person uh, a few times. And uh, after just chatting with him online for, well, I mean, look, I've only been doing this a couple of weeks, right? Uh, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm over at his house and he's helping me rebuild some <laughs> some damaged models. And I'm going home with some models. Russ walked out with a beast. <sighs> oh, he got that. Uh, the biplane? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The big one oh, or the yeah. UMX one? No, no, no. no the, the real one. <laughs> yeah, the big one. The oh, Hangar 9 nice. beast. Really? Oh, yeah, he'll I'm never so fly jealous. it. Yeah, I've had one of those since they come out. No, I'm going to go over beautiful. with $100 more than he paid cash <laughs> and just go, listen. Yeah, you're not going to fly You know this. you're not going to fly it. 
I know you're not going to fly it. I'll fly it. There you go. <laughs> now, are you talking about uh, the the 60 size or the full 100 cc one? Uh, it's got to be the full 100 cc. Oh wow! It's yeah, the, it's the I have nine. That thing yeah, is I enormous. Yeah. I've, I've wanted plane. one of those. It's almost but, flirts with giant scale. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. yeah Actually, it's, that would be. I think. What's considered? It's IMAA it's, legal. Yeah, yeah it's, it's giant scale enough, here. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Do they put a percent on it? Is that would this one be measured in a percent? Like you would no, say, they, sixty size. It goes by wingspan, I think, and eighty inches okay. or bigger is giant 81. scale. If I eighty one, okay, yeah. so eighty one inches or bigger is giant scale. But there's an exception yeah. for biplanes. Oh, is there? <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Well, that one's still pretty yeah. big, though. That's so yeah. It so is big, so yeah. yeah, Hangar Nine did three versions of that, right? So mm-hmm. they did the UMX, okay. the Foamy. They did a sixty size, and when I say sixty size, I'm talking like a sixty-two stroke size. So the top wing, sixty-ish, fifty-four, sixty wing inches yeah. somewhere in there. And it was range. electric too. Yeah, you could do electric, and then then they had the Beast 100 cc, which is like, I think the wingspan is at least eighty inches on the top. Oh, I, I would think so. They're okay, huge. That's not that's not what he has then. Okay, so he's got the sixty size then. Yeah, still, he's got sixty size. Still an awesome airplane. I would oh, love yeah, to have one of those. Oh, that's what I would love to have one of those too. <clears throat> that's like the only biplane I would like to own. A beast. Really? Yeah, because you like the red and black and silver. I know. There's that's something your, about that color jam. combination that just gets me. I don't yeah. know why. So in the Trevor, in the three or so weeks that you've been back flying, and you can reach back farther if you need to. Do you have a favorite? crash story because we love crash stories let me cut you off on that just i'm sorry just really quick so the the 100 cc uh beast is only 89 inch wingspan 89 inch okay i thought it was bigger than that Uh i really did what's a biplane they're Mm. generally that's true yeah and it's and the beast is a small biplane even at one-to-one so right yeah it was i should say it was based off based off of a pits which is really really small yeah so yeah yeah um so yeah crash crash we talk about crash stories all right yeah sorry about that let's do it no, I, uh, I, th- th- I thought I had written this one down. It may be my second crash, not the one with the, the PT-40 thing that I picked up that, that didn't last. Uh, that may even have died on the first day. <laughs> uh, lucky, you know what? I'm lucky I don't have a lot of crashes. Well, that's really good. That's, I mean, yeah. The one that Sad sticks out for us, me the most. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like I can definitely tell you on, on one hand and still have a thumb left over how many times I've crashed. But uh, now Impressive. that being said, I crashed that ultimate the other day with that's because apparently these batteries die and you're supposed to land before that happens or you lose control. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, there is that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it survived okay. Safe just, won't protect you from a dead battery. That's for sure. No, it sure won't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. I'm up. So no one told me that trainer aircraft aren't constructed to withstand G's <laughs> aerobatics. Yeah, especially right? the ones that so, have rubber banded wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which my the one on my workbench right now will not. But anyway, yeah. so I'm, I go up and uh, picture a really uh, like picture Helen Keller doing a hammerhead. Okay, that's what it looked like. And as I'm coming <laughs> okay. down. With the trainer. Um, yeah. As I'm yeah. coming down, I'm doing, I'm pointed straight <laughs> at the earth and I'm doing, I'm not doing a spin. I'm doing a roll because I don't know how to do a spin yet. Right. So I'm, I'm pointing straight at the, at the, at the field and I'm holding full Elron and I'm just rolling. And then one of my wings decides to nope out. It's 
I'm out of here. I'm done. Takes off. It leaves the airplane. It ejects from the airplane. And I just put the radio on the ground and crossed my arms and watched. Watch. Luckily. Because that's all you can do, really, at that point. At that point, right? Yeah. Well, call it to your buddies. You don't want them to miss it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Pull the throttle back so it happens slower, at least. So you give them time to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Be considerate. So it had rained for days and the ground was saturated and soft. So the Eagle 2 nosedived into the, f- the field, um, prop gone, spinner gone. Uh, I don't think the firewall was pushed back, if I recall. Mm. Now, the front of the plane was, was pretty banged up and needed some, some shaping and some fill and stuff. But I'm, I, like, I, it survived so incredibly well because I basically crashed into a sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some club member had an eagle wing Eagle two wing on a shelf That's in their garage awesome. somewhere or in the rafters. Good covering didn't match, didn't care. Yeah. I uh yeah, I recovered the the fuselage, threw that wing on, and I was back in the air probably in like three days or something. Nice. Uh, so all right, so let's yeah. talk about this ultra sport. Yeah. Okay. This, so this is a really cool story. I, I and the reason I know that is because, you know, you we're in 16 contact emails. with us. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's a, it's a yeah. great story, and I, I love it, and I think our listeners might like this. Because it, so, it can't be the only time this has happened. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, so I bought this Ultra Sport after my, probably in my second year flying, and it belonged to a local club member, and he had uh, built it, done some weird modifications to it at one time. It had a tailwheel actually built into the rudder. He took the landing gear off of the wings and put it up onto the fuselage in front of the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always did this with all of his planes. He put this heavy-duty wire gear on them. I don't know if he was flying off of some field somewhere other than our club that was extremely rough, but he did this modification all his all of his planes. So it looks very unique and kind of like an ugly duckling. But anyway, <laughs> I, I uh, had a Super Tiger G60 on it. I bought a tune pipe for it, which unfortunately I never got installed. And um, when I graduated and left town, I sold it to a young guy in the club with the uh, engine, the servos, everything. I don't know. Anyway, um, so a couple of so I sold that one and I left. So that was in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I have a picture, uh, a couple of photographs taken at the field of me holding this plane. And I've had these photographs in a in an envelope that you get them back from the photo lab, right? Mm-hmm. All this time, me standing there at the field holding this holding this uh, Ultra Sport 60. And last year, I was on some RC Facebook group. And this guy, Graham Nickel, says, is this the same Trevor that used to be the vice president of the flying club in Fredericton? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I still have your ultra sport. <laughs> like, really? That's amazing. He goes, and guess what? I've never actually flown it. You were the last person to fly it. It's been in storage, and I've moved around this hellhole of Atlantic Canada about five <laughs> times, and I've drug it with me everywhere I've gone. I was like, that's an awesome story. I'm glad you still have my airplane. Fast forward to um, May 1st, and then I'm like, okay, I'm back in airplanes. I Mm -hmm. wonder. Mm -hmm. So I see him in a a group. He's now racing uh, drag drag cars, RC dragsters, Air 10 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I reach out to him. I'm like, hey, man, you still got my Ultra Sport? He goes, yeah, yeah, I do. I was like, all right, you're getting into RC cars and stuff. I will trade you a team associated SD 6.1 for that plane. And he goes, well, if you want that plane, I also have a Goldberg Cub (laughs) with a clipped wing and a full length wing. And I also have a 
25 size Mustang that unknown make manufacturer. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Um, you want them all? I'm like, do I? Heck yeah. So, <laughs> so it gets better. I go down there and my ultra sport looks like the day I gave it to him, essentially only he's lost the canopy somewhere along the way after 20 years, I guess sure. we can excuse it that. Happens, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then he says, what about these engines? And he throws down a bag of vintage Weber engines. And some of them are so old, they actually say made in... Austria. Right? No, before Austria. Oh. It was Germany, right? Really? It was Germany, that. then Austria, or Austria, then Germany. Okay. Whichever one makes it older. I think it was yeah. Germany. Yeah, okay. Germany, then Austria. So cool. I got And you know it's a European engine when it says 10 centimeter, yeah. not 0.60. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got two of those. Plus, I got a Speed 60, which uh-huh. was a just a crazy fast mm-hmm. engine back in the day. Like, it would be a great engine on the Ultra Sport. Oh, yeah. So these, I'm like, okay, well, how much you want for the engines? He goes, oh, no, 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 I'm giving them to you. They're seized. Oh, they are, are they? Okay, if you say so. <laughs> so the motor on the Mustang is fine. He said he put after-run oil in it. It turns over. The motor on the Ultra Sport, which is a Super Tiger G60, and Super Tiger engines are amazing engines. They were always strong, good quality engines, especially when they were made in Italy. I don't know. Yeah. And then they went overseas, I guess. But the, the Italian, Italian ones, yeah, Super Tigers are amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, for all these planes, I gave them that truck and 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the Ultra Sport, of course, is the priority, so I, <clears throat> I get it all squared away. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the engines off all these things. Um, somebody actually gave me a test stand, so um, yep. I got every one of those engines unseized. With uh, The recipe for unseizing a nitro engine is 250 degrees for 20 minutes in your wife's oven when she's not <laughs> home. It's important to do it when, when she's, she's not, not home. home. Yes. Yeah. When she's not home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she donated a toaster oven and told me to bake my my engines in the uh, basement from now on because I there baked another one not re, uh, not too long ago. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, I flew that Ultra Sport just the other day for the first time since in twenty years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is. Yeah. So I think cool. that's an and awesome it, story. Like if ah, I could go back twenty years and get an airplane that I had twenty years ago, I think that would be just that'd be amazing. Yeah, like I, I'm not very nostalgic, but like I oh, got I some of the original <laughs> RC cars I had when I was a kid, but they're not my personal ones. I do have one of my bodies from one of my oval cars, and I bought the car that I used to race back in the day, and I put my body on it, so that's cool. But yeah. man, I have one of my personal airplanes that I flew the first time I was in the hobby. That's And it's a heck of a plane, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a great flying airplane. That's, yeah. that's, I think that's a great story. Yeah, I like stories I, like that. I have my first RC touring car and I have my first RC F1 car too in a cabinet downstairs. So I'm nostalgic about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. And everything had to be right. I mean, this, it's irreplaceable. Exactly. Even if I, even if I find a kit on eBay, it's going to cost me, like I'll have to take out a mortgage. <laughs> so. Well, with the price of balsa these days. Yeah. Though, which brings me to my next question. Do you prefer to build or do you prefer to fly? Oh, I hate building so much. <laughs> I just Fair enough. Can't. Look, man, there's something about cutting sticks and gluing them together is not natural. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying that planes should be made out of packing material, but oh. <laughs> I, I will. I will build. Sure. And there are worse things to do with your time, like go to the proctologist or the dentist or something. But nice. I, I for me, building is a means to an end. I yeah. want to get it. You know, I, I don't mind wrenching on a car and tuning a car and adjusting my cars for racing. But uh, look, oh god, I, I, I and, and I don't remember balsa dust 
being like I feel like a like a, I just came out of a coal mine. I've been coughing all afternoon. <laughs> Next time I'm gonna go down there. I finally found a use for those silly COVID masks. I'm gonna wear one of those on the standing balsa. <laughs> they do actually work pretty work well, really for well for that. Dust mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how much that gets into your lungs yeah. until you're trying you, to sleep that night. And then yeah. you're like, oh, true. that's what I'm coughing yeah. about. <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. So. So that probably yeah. leads into the next question. I mean, kit R for ready to fly. Obviously, you'd probably prefer ready to fly. Um, I'm guessing most of the ready to flies though aren't aren't kind of what I want. You know what I mean? Some of the new arfs. You, you look at some of those hangar line arfs. Oh man, they're nicely finished. Back in yeah. our time, you know, arfs came covered in sticky MacTac type material. Oh, like yeah, that, that Easy Sport Forty I had. I oh man, I was so happy when I ripped all that stuff off and covered it in monocoat. Yeah, I was um, excited to talk to you about the Easy Sport too, because as you know, uh, that's what yep. we got for Lori to build for her first airplane, and it's covered in monocoat, not that whatever that shelf paper is or whatever that. Yeah, the is. early ones were covered in that stuff, and then the yeah. later arfs were covered in uh, in monocoat. Um, I mean, I'll build right. I'm going to build this winter. I'm building a Carl Goldberg Ultimate now. Uh, I'm like you. I'm a big fan of biplanes. Oh man, and I like. I like a modern looking biplane. I don't like a, I don't like a, I'm certainly not into like camel or sop with camels or anything that looks or, or a tiger moth. That's sure. not my cup of tea when it comes to biplanes. I like like the ultimates, mm-hmm. even the pits, the pits even had like, it looks like it came out of 1950 or something. You well, know what I mean? But I the, mean, the pits, let's be honest, the pits is the mother pretty much of all aerobatic, small, High performance mm-hmm. biplanes, like the Ultimate, mm-hmm. is based off of a Pitts. The yeah. Beast was more or less, I think, based off of a Pitts. I think, I know the Ultimate I've, was, but anyway, yeah. So the Pitts was like the the Ultimate, like the 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 mother of the, all the predecessor yep. to everything. Yeah, that's, yeah, out now. Yep. competition yep. aerobatic biplanes. So yeah, I, I like will them all, have a Pitts. Whatever. I've, I'm I'm on the hunt right now for an <clears throat> FMS Pitts. I know it's foam, but uh, the Hangar Nine Pitts is a lot of money. Yeah, and I'm not sure I'm willing to go that hard right now. Yeah, well, um, I happen to know if you're in if you're into if you want a, a couple of balsa ones, I know where there's a couple right now. Well, our, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to get them at up at our to favorite them. hobby shop. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if it's a kit, you can ship a kit anywhere in the world. No, these are built, unfortunately. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, that I mean, man, <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine shipping. I wonder how much that would be. I wonder what that would cost. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to well, know either. More than with, the airplane with, itself. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, down there maybe, but yeah, but yeah, Pitts is on the list, and also um, Christian Eagle is mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm falling in love with the idea of gas. My my, because uh, nitro is ridiculous. Like in Canadian dollars, it's fifty dollars a gallon. You just for got Ron's fuel. attention. Yeah, and we're on the same. Here we go with on the, the nitro same page bashing. here. No. Well, I'm not bashing nitro. Okay. I'm bashing the cost of nitro fuel. Yeah, it's insane right now. And the motors and are thirsty. Some of them. Yes. Yep. Four strokes aren't now, that bad. Hmm. Back in my day, <laughs> gas engines. Gas engines weren't a thing, especially yeah. in small. They were a thing, but not in like you right. had to have a percentage attached to your model. Exactly. To say it has a gas engine, right? Yeah. Is your model came in the came, you went to the field and your model was in a trailer behind your truck. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Now, gas engines. Wow. Uh, ten cc. What? Six? Fifteen cc? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Reliable. Yes, please. Reliable. Yeah. Ten and fifteen yeah. cc. Yeah. Uh, so that sip the fuel, built, right? And yeah. and at two dollars, Canucken a liter. 
Uh, they better sip it. I have no clue what you just said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Canuckian currency. I, Canadian currency. Well, what Canuck-a-stan. is this leader thing? That's why I buy soda. I don't know. Yeah. It's like 3.57 in a gallon, I think, right? 3.57 liters. Pop. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're right. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never touch this stuff. Anyway. Um, Good for you. Yeah, so, yeah. My, my Carl Goldberg ultimate uh, sacrilege, I was thinking of converting it to brushless. And then I got looking at these 20cc DLE engines, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay. But I did the math. I can put a gas engine on it for probably less than it would take to buy an ESC, a motor, a couple of 6S batteries. Then I got to convert it. Listen, Mother Nature intended that thing to run on fuel, and it's going to run on fuel. But it's, <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah. I really don't. Especially with gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it is so economical. Yeah, now Compared with a 20cc. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to hang off the prop, but 3D wasn't a thing back when the Ultimate came out. Nope. Like, you didn't hover off the prop. That wasn't Mm-mm. a thing. So I'll fly at scale. I like pattern aer- aerobatics anyway. Me too. As opposed to 3D. That's just because I don't know how to do them yet. But yeah. Well, it's been I'm three gonna, weeks. Give it time. <laughs> well, I, I, I will kill that. I'm going to kill that Ultimate trying, that's for sure. There's a video on my YouTube channel of me flying that Ultimate on the second flight, and Russ, is, Russ and I are joking that it took me a whole two minutes to get used to it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the Cub, unfortunately... Whoever mounted the four-stroke nitro engine to that cub decided that they needed to enlarge the holes in the firewall and use some kind of rubber dampening yeah. vibra- vibration it's a, system. It's a JTEC snuff vibe. That's what it was called. It, so if that is still available, good, fine. Okay, because what's in there is rotten and dried out and stuff, right? So I'm not, listen, you know I don't like to build. Well, I like to repair even less. And the <laughs> idea of trying to fill those holes and redrill those yeah. holes, I'd sooner put the whole plane through a wood chipper. So, so I could just... You might be able to find the grommets. Uh, actually, yeah. if, if you know what a drywall anchor looks like, these look I like do. that, except they were made of rubber. And as you pulled the screw and you tightened it down, it pulled the grommet in behind it, you know, on the backside of the firewall yep. and then pinched everything in between. Um, okay. JTEC Radio Wave, uh, that's the name of the company now, or at least last time I looked them up. If you do a Google search, you might be able to find those grommets. They may have like an old, you know, a bunch of new old stock or whatever that you might be able to get. But otherwise, yeah, they stopped making that mount quite a while ago, unfortunately. Because okay. it actually was a good mount. I have a couple of them at home. Because I've got a... Um, They're this, mounted, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got an OS four-stroke on the shelf at a hobby shop with my name on it for that cub <laughs> until until I saw that hot mess on the firewall. It's so. easy to fix. I mean, really, it's not hard to fix. Yeah, but if you don't not, want man, to do I it, I understand. I can't sharpen a pencil. I can't sharpen a pencil, Tom. Listen, take some tape, put on the backside of the holes, fill the holes with epoxy. Mm-hmm. Done. Let mm-hmm. it cure. Redraw holes for your new mounts, you're, and you're good to go. Seriously? It's that simple. Oh, man. Even Ron can do that. Even I can. That's what I just, <laughs> well, I I just said. I don't know. You threw me with that one. So. <laughs> it's really not. It's even, really not hard. Even, it's it's yeah, not. Yeah. I mean, definitely uh, worth saving. That's for sure. Because the Goldberg Cub flies really, really well. Yeah, it looks when you steer that thing in the air with a with a rudder, <laughs> yes. full length wing. It looks it looks like a Cub in the air. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, do you have a favorite airplane? Like, I mean, I, I I get that you like the the racy biplanes, but do you do you have a favorite? I mean, yeah, I know it's ultimate. only been a few. Okay, 
I know it's only been yeah, a few I've weeks. Never, but... never actually owned a Goldberg Ultimate, but I always wanted one. It was always my favorite plane. Yeah. Um, when I was flying before, my Goldberg Super Chipmunk and my Ultra Sport were definitely my two favorite planes. Sure. Right now, everything here in the hangar, again, my ultimate favorite plane, mm-hmm. that little carbon cub. Oh, man. Like, they have no business being that good. They really <laughs> don't. Like, yeah. you, you, you do anything with them. Yeah. So, like, They're perfect. So, you would say the Goldberg is, is like, for me, my go to is a stick. Your go to mm-hmm. would be the ultimate then? Yeah. But say? I got my, I definitely. Um, was looking hard at sticks too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe I would get the uh, 30cc stick over the winter for next year. But that uh, is an awesome flying airplane. Right. It flies so, so nice. And you're talking about the green one, right? Yep. Yeah. That with a DLE 35RA on it. Oh, man. That is yeah. a sweet combination. And it's gas. So there you go. Yep, Economical. Exactly. Right? So. But I've got, you know, like they've been following me home like stray dogs. (laughs) I've got uh, several things on the go um, that I need to finish. Let's let's get on to that then right now. What is your what what is your number and what do you have? Yeah. So that we kind of like you keep talking about airplanes. I want to get a a full picture of what we're dealing with now. So. So as of last Sunday, I hit 13. Um, That's that's respectable. Like in three for, weeks' time, yeah, that's pretty that's awesome. Very respectable. Yeah, and apparently, uh, well, now Reg said he congratulated me for letting an entire week pass without getting a plane. But to be fair, <laughs> to I be was fair. actually at fourteen. I brought two. To be fair, <laughs> to be, to be fair. fair, I brought home two and gave one away. So I was at fourteen, and uh, so technically, it would have been two for that week. Yeah. So technically, anyway, yeah, yeah, I'd give that <laughs> so, to you. I'm at 13. I've got the Polecat, which uh, was the one that I bought in 2013 and Russ put back together for me. And I look, I haven't read a good review on that plane. Everybody, oh, it's twitchy. Actually, it's not true. I heard some, I read on one one post that, uh, or one thread that the Polecat was the best micro they ever made. But anyway, hmm. um, I, I, I love it. I love them, it by the so way. much. <laughs> yeah, Whoever wrote that, for, yeah. yeah <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh man, like I've been scouring uh, A Main and other shops to find like some some parts in mm-hmm. case I do, you know, I want to because it's discontinued. So anytime yeah. I find something in stock for it, I'm going to grab it so I can keep it going because it uh, it flies so nice. Well, it's got to be dead calm, but it's yeah. great, great flying plane. Yeah, cool. And then of course my Night Vapor, my Apprentice, and these are in, in order by the way that I acquire them. Then I went and I got my <laughs> Ultra Sport back, the Car Wilbur Cub. That P fifty one Mustang, that is a hot mess, mm-hmm. hot mess. Yeah, the tail fell off, and oh. um, whoever built it. Well, I think Helen Keller built it. Actually, that's two Helen Keller two jokes in now. one episode. Yeah, so we are going to um, get some phone calls. <laughs> probably not, because five of our listeners probably don't know who that is. There's the five. Well, again. and the ones who do probably <laughs> can't use a phone. So, um, <laughs> got to reattach the tail, recover it. Uh, I got the silver monocoat, the aluminum covered monocoat on the way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I picked up a Tequila Sunrise Earth, brand new old stock, 50 bucks. Now, I'm, I'm trying to picture what that what that is. I mean, the, the name rings a bell. Did you send us a picture of that? I probably did. I believe it came in 25 size and 40 size. This is the 25 size described as flying like a fat brick, and that's an insult to fat bricks everywhere. Hmm. So the wing the wing loading was high or low, whatever's bad. 
camera. High. I can never remember. Okay. High. So high the wing bad. loading was really high. So not a lot of surface area on that wing for uh, the weight of the plane. But back in the day, you had a 25-size nitro hanging off the front. You had full-size servos, et cetera, and so on. You know, it came out kind of heavy. But I'm going to go with... Uh, micro servos, I'm going to put one on each LRON, I'm going to put one directly on the rudder, one directly on the elevator, put them into the side of the airframe in the back. Um, I'm going to set it up for 3S and a brushless, and it should fly better with an electric setup. It'll be lightweight. Lighter, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And, uh, you know, they say it's a handful, but to be fair, I think if I can fly that polecat, I can fly that tequila sunrise. To be fair. And I was supposed to wait until next spring to to try it till I, you know, got my skills back. But I I'd say your skills are back. Yeah. 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 The only thing stopping me is money. So oh. once I get some other projects done, that'll be next because mm-hmm. it's gonna cost it'll probably cost um two hundred and fifty bucks to get that thing in the air by the time I get all the electronics in it. And again, yeah. that's Canadian money. So that's about eighty-two dollars American. <laughs> we know so, the feeling on having to wait for things because yeah, this yeah. hobby can get expensive really it, fast. It, yeah, it can. But no, you know, like I can't get over how cheap airplane stuff is. Like I can't buy anything for my RC race cars without spending a hundred bucks. Like to put tires on my truggy is a hundred bucks. And I go through three sets a summer, depending on how many runs I put on it. Right. Mm-hmm. I like in Canada when you put an eight-scale buggy on the track, it's two grand. Yeah. Oh I don't. Gosh. Then you got to maintain yeah. it. I don't miss racing. So. Like I thought I would miss it. I really did, and I and maybe I did. Like the first year I got out of it, but uh, I I don't now miss it. Yeah, at you all. did for a little bit because I remember whenever we so we put a track in and out at our house, and that was right after you got out of your actual racing, if I remember right. Yeah, about two thousand eight or so. Yeah, like you didn't that. want anything to do with it because you just wanted to you wanted to give it a clean cut. You yeah. know, just be finished with yep. it and not because well, I was all in. I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So anyway, you, yeah, you had it. it hit you hard. It, yeah. yeah, it'll burn you out. It'll, oh, it it'll burn you out for sure. You know, it's go 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 all the time, and it, and it's cash flow all the time, and it's <laughs> yes. a different environment. It's a whole. You gotta you gotta you have to have a competitive nature about you to want to race, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're not first, you're last. Shake a big. And yeah. um, <laughs> I'm carbon on fire. cub S, <laughs> carbon cub S two. Um, that, that's my trash can master. <laughs> okay. I paid 40 bucks for that and another cub of unknown, I don't know, but it's, it was like 11 years old. It was actually in better shape, but to try and track down the parts and stuff. And it wasn't that nice of a model anyway. So I actually tore some parts out of it to keep for other projects. Mm-hmm. And then this, I'm going to do one of those tail mounts on the wall, you know, like yep. a deer head, but a oh, tail. Yeah. 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 We all have so, those, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this this carbon cub, man, it was in hard shape. Uh, the tail was actually completely detached, and the person selling it didn't know anything about it. I was like, well, can you tell me if the uh, electronic bits are still inside? Because I'm like, you know, even if, even if it's trashed, if it's got all the electronics, I can use them for something else. Mm-hmm. 40 bucks, a little EPO. Is that what it is? EPO? EPO yeah, phone? That's the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I brought that to Russ. Right. and EPS. Uh, Sorry. Expanded e- polystyrene. Okay. Yeah. With the big brain on round. Yeah. I don't remember. EPO is something too, but I don't remember what that one is. Like I okay. said, the, well, the little the little foam looking ball ones is EPS. Okay. Okay. Well, this was foam glue, but not the CA, the kind of like the other stuff. Yeah. The, the foam safe. The foam, foam safe. safe. Yeah. 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 So all I had 40 bucks and I bought a prop and I've been flying the snot out of it. I haven't touched my <laughs> apprentice since. I love that. I mean, it's, 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 it's ugly. Like it reminds me of my prom date. It's rough. <laughs> 
but <laughs> if but like my prom date, it works yeah. perfectly. It, uh, does you don't want job. anybody else to see you with it, but man, you have fun when you're alone. Mm-hmm. True story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, kind of like a moped. Don't exactly. want your friends to get you ride. Friends to see you ride it. Yep. yep. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't fly this in my old club. <laughs> And then I got the Carl, Carl Goldberg Ultimate. So this came out of Nova Scotia, actually. Um, new in-box kit, never oh, used. Man. He inherited it. I paid three fifty for it, Canadian. Yeah. So again, like $82 American. <laughs> That's actually a really good e- deal because they're going, um, like, I would like to have. So it's funny. I've owned three of those, mm-hmm. built two, and flown none of them. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. So but I know, but eventually I would like to, I would like to acquire another one, but the cost of them is extremely prohibitive. So I may have to scratch one. No, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy on uh, one of the, uh, I don't, I think it's the Carl Goldberg um, Facebook group. Very snotty group, by the way. They won't let me post because I haven't had my account for more than three months. They delete my stuff. Anyway, uh, somebody, Hmm. yeah, yeah. Elitist Carl Goldberg. Yeah. You know, uh, he scratch built a 300. Carl hmm. Goldberg 300 uh, somehow. I don't know how you scratch build if you photograph or photocopy plans or, or you get the webbing. I don't know. But anyway, he was able to reproduce every part for that kit and build it. Yeah. That's a whole other level. Well, that's what we did. Uh, like if you watched our Duelist uh, episode or, mm-hmm. or watched our YouTube stuff, that's what Ron and I both did with our Duelist. We scratched. Well, we plans built. Plans. We yeah, built yeah. them from plans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Plans built. Yeah. It's a lot I, of work, I but it's very it. rewarding. I thought. I'd oh. like it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe that's what I'll have to do because I can't afford uh, a Goldberg kit at this time. Well, I can't afford it. I would love an episode. Can't afford I would love an episode either. dedicated to that, dedicated to how you turn plans into plan build, how you actually create the parts that you then glue together into an airplane. Because well, it's, it's you can check out our website. Money. Well, the dual stuff there? is on there, isn't it? Yeah, didn't we do build logs? Yeah, we did, but not an actual like. And see, I cheated with that because I use a laser cutter. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah, okay. You know, well, maybe we ended up building a kit. Yeah, pretty that's much. something. That's something we can we can look at. Yeah, yeah sure. Like transferring stuff over because I've never done that. Hmm. Like I've never actually built from a piece of paper and tried to trace it on the wood and cut it out and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean it's not hard. Well, no. But so. For the for these discontinued kits, I mean, you know, if people would just ship the balsa that they sold you, you'd be all right. <laughs> oh, that's a sore subject. Yes, it is. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm ready to go down there. It's crazy. <laughs> I, uh, I am still holding out hope that he's going to do the right thing. I am too. We'll but, see. Yeah. I've been holding out hope for a, a year and a, a long now, time. So, I've been yeah. this, this saga, every episode, I'm like, this is the episode he gets his wood. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that's when it comes in, you should entitle the episode We've Ron got has wood. wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom's still um, waiting. Uh, I can't even order. I know. That's like, what I so mean. I, yeah. Like, I will be the only one that has wood at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Tom is jealous of Ron's wood. Okay, that's enough. There you go. There we go. All right. So, Eagle 2, I think uh, (laughs) I may have forgotten that one the Tequila Sunrise and then the Eagle 2. So, I bought this kit. This kit was super affordable because they're on eBay right now for hundreds. I got this kit shipped from Ontario, another province in Canada. We we pronounce (laughs) Ontario, Ontario, actually. Um, Ontario is kind of like our California. You know, everything sucks and costs twice as much. Okay. 
so Eagle 2 is the plane I learned to fly on, but I never actually built one. So that's actually on my workbench right now. I've got balsa lung from sanding the tail feathers nice. today. Nice. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I got the tail feather. I just got to shape the leading edges and the tail feathers are done. But man, I, I've never built a die cut kit before. I've only mm. built a couple of kits and luckily they were all laser cut. Yeah. Uh, this die cut thing. Oh man, you got to make the parts like fit mm-hmm. and stuff. It yeah. would, I'd be, I'd be twice as far on the process or in the progress of building this model. If, uh, the parts weren't so rough, they come out of the webbing and, um, it's, it's, oh yeah, I know that mounting that tail is going to be a nightmare. So anyway, I'm actually surprised you don't like bit like that, that kind of hit me that you don't like building. Cause you've been posting pictures on discord of you building this airplane. So I was like, okay, cool. So he's another guy that likes to build and stuff. And then you come no, in here you're like, no, I absolutely, people. I hate it. It's terrible. Means, <laughs> means to an end. Just like he said. Yeah. I wouldn't expect M- misery. That. Misery loves company, Ron. That is I'm true. Just, if yes. I got to be unhappy, I'm going to share it with you guys. <laughs> Let's commiserate well, together. Yeah, on. we yeah. appreciate yeah. that. I always like yeah. looking at build pictures because it it usually motivates me to go downstairs and work on something of mine. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, if somebody else is doing and, it. I ought to make some progress too. I mm, documented. Exactly. Uh, I have all the build pictures. Well, maybe not all, but I I certainly have a ton of build pictures of my Super Chipmunk too. So it's very cool. Like I can. Mm-hmm go back and look at, at the build process of my chipmunk when I crashed the eagle and the wing decided to take off on me uh, and I repaired it. I got the pictures for the, you know, all the before and after that too. So, um, <laughs> so we're almost done. It's the, good to document uh, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Carbon Cub S2, we talked about the Cargo Ultimate. Oh, the E-Flight Ultimate 2, uh, Park Zone Cub S2. So I bought the Ultimate 2 and the Park Zone uh, Cub S2 at the same time and he threw in another one so oh, I geez. went there for two and I left with three and gave that to Reg <laughs> and then um, nice. last Sunday I was at a, a shooting match and one of the other competitors there somehow he knew I, I used to be in airplanes and I knew he used to be in airplanes and one of our mutual friends is like alright Lee you're either going to sell those airplanes to Furlot or Furlot you're going to help him get those airplanes in the air so I followed him home and there was a uh, <laughs> a jug and three quarters of fuel, a complete flight box, um, a real rough trainer. The trainer the had an OS forty six FS, not not an FP FS. Oh, an SF and oh, it's SF. Two-stroke. Okay. It's a two and, stroke, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a forty six SF. And the uh, the throttle barrel on the carburetor was actually rusted. Ooh. Um, then there was a Super Sportster, mm. 40 size with a 46 FX. FX, No okay. glow plug in the cylinder head. Oh. I'm like, oh, man. That's All right, how much do you want for them? He goes, oh, I don't know. Make me an offer. So I'll give you 100 bucks. He said, no, no. I said, I need 200 bucks. I said, well, your motors are effed. This this one's rusted shut. This one doesn't have a glow plug. Mm-hmm. So all the humidity and moisture and air is down inside that cylinder. So mm-hmm. if, if the shot. motors were good, I'd give you 200 bucks. So he's like, uh, this is Sunday, remember? Uh, all right, I'll take the 100 bucks. So I give him 100 bucks. <laughs> I loaded them in the car. I took them home, and I flew the Super Sportster on Tuesday. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 250, 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. So Freed it up. I've unlocked... 
uh, quite a few of these engines so far since the first of May. And uh, <laughs> Isn't that fun? I always, yeah, it I, is. I love bringing get, back know, an engine. I don't know. There's just oh, something. Man. I brought one a back this yesterday. Got to be. A two-stroke has got to be really far gone to be gone. It really does. And as long as these bearings are fine, you know, the rest is going to be gravy. So I just, I, um, if the throttle body moves in the carburetor, I, I put some after-run oil down there and uh, I take the exhaust off and I put some after-run oil there. Mm -hmm. and I, if, the pl if the plug is there, I remove the plug and I put some after-run oil there. Put it in the oven, take it out and then try and turn it. If it doesn't turn, I put it in for a few more minutes, and then eventually, so this one, the cylinder and the piston freed up pretty quick. The carb took a little bit longer, mm -hmm. and then wipe off any gunk as I'm going, and um, put more oil in it, put a prop on it, and turn it over by hand to get all that oil through there, and then I put it on the, um, did I even put this one in the test stand? I don't think I did. I think I put it right into the, <laughs> right uh, in the airplane. Maybe. No, I feel like I put it on the test stand because what I do then is um, to make sure they're not hydrolocked. I take, uh, I keep with the plug out. I run the starter on them to uh, blow all the excess out through the glow plug hole, mm -hmm. and then I strap it together the way it's supposed to be. I put it in the plane, and it started instantly, like mm -hmm. zero hesitation. This thing fired up, and it sat there. Last time he flew his plane was two thousand and one. His Mac card. Or aim, you know, this Model Aeronautics Association right. Canada card that you have to show when you go to a flying field if you're new there or whatever. Anyway, most of us used to keep it right on the side of our box, mm -hmm. our flight box. Um, yeah, last time he flew, 2001, and this thing fired up just instantly. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I brought it outside, tuned it on, picked it up on Tuesday, on Sunday, worked on it Sunday, worked on it Monday tune the engine and I brought it to the field. Now I took the tank out cause the tank needed, um, a new, a new stopper or whatever. Um, and so it was a Dubro. I replaced it with a Sullivan, new, new clunk, new lines. Um, best way to clean an old tank is just put fuel in it, cover the hole with your thumb, shake it up. I agree. Maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta go in with a Q-tip and knock a piece of debris loose. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of fuel, shake it up and all the gunk comes out blow it up with a compressor, put a new rubber plug in there, new fuel lines. And uh, he had the flight pack under the receiver pack. He had it under the fuel tank okay. and he had a chunk of lead, like it was a boat anchor up in there too. I'm like, oh, geez, man, that seems like a lot. So I, I, I've got the um, Great Plane tool of the week. I got the Great Plane <laughs> CG machine. <laughs> They're a nice. hundred bucks on eBay and I got one. I, I got it in a, in a whole package of stuff. I basically paid $25 for it. I always wanted one of those when I was flying They're 20 handy. years ago. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they really are. It makes it's no brainer, right? Oh, yeah. 80 centimeters or 80 millimeters rather. Set it and throw the plane on. So anyway, um, it's got a wide, wide range. CG from 30 to 36%, which is like 79 and a half millimeters to 96.4 or 94.6, oh, wow. something like that. Yeah, yeah it's that's a wide range. range. Yeah, well, that's so, a pretty forgiving little airplane too. They they, uh, they fly. Yeah, really good. it really, really was. So I read oh, the manual, and the manual was. said, "Look, don't pile a bunch of weight to it. If if you need to, like, just balance it at the aft extreme of the CG uh, range." So I was like, "All right, well, I'm pretty close to the 36. We'll see how it flies." <laughs> Took off, went straight up. Hmm. I thought, and I almost came all the way around. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna lose this thing." 
And uh, I was so nervous. I got it trimmed out finally. And I was like, all right, I got to practice my approaches and see how this thing lands. I was so nervous. I was, I was approaching with the wind. Huh. Like, uh-huh. no stupid. You took off one way. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Anyway, I was coming in at 200 miles an hour. I was like, why won't this thing slow down? And then I looked down. Now I'm using an old H-channel Futaba PCM FM radio. Uh, I, I just picked up a DX6 yesterday. I hate it. I'm going to, anyway, um, trying to get that thing programmed and stuff. And, uh, anyway, story for, that's a whole other episode. So I'm using, an, <laughs> I'm using, I'm using an old school Futaba radio from 20 years ago as well, but this must've been a really high end radio. It's completely programmable. Sure. And uh, it's got everything mixing and EPA or uh, Expo, everything, dual rates. So uh, I got the antenna extended, you know, for like four feet of metal antenna hanging off front of my radio. Lightning rod. And at the mm-hmm. end, right. <laughs> and at the end of that is that little ribbon. Remember those little ribbons? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the 72 megahertz. Well, yep. I look down at that and it's blowing in the wrong direction for the direction I'm trying to land. And uh-huh. it's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. So you got this. And I almost, yeah. And then I almost lost it coming in over the trees on my approach. I don't know how I didn't put it in the trees, but I didn't. And I landed and uh, that was it. <laughs> I'm going to go home and, and uh, add some more weight to the front. So put a little I weight in the nose. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. I It'll fly better on. that time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I added uh, well gram. So anyway, I don't know how many ounces, but a few, a few <laughs> more. Yeah. <laughs> but I use my CG machine to get it to balance at the forward end of the range. So closer to the 30 than the 36. And it has been raining ever since. Yeah. And we've been fighting weather here too. It's either been raining or just windy, just like crazy windy. Yep. Anyway, Trevor, this has been fun. Uh, I've had a good time. Uh, Is there anything else that, uh, that you wanted to talk about or, or give a shout out? No, no, I just, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, share my experience getting back in the hobby with you guys and tell you how much I appreciate everything that you guys do. Well, thank the you. Chemistry and the dynamics is great. Uh, <laughs> I love how you carry Ron every week. It's really nice. <laughs> I do too. Right, well, do it's hard work, but you know, <laughs> your back somebody, must got be a strong back. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> oh, no, you guys are awesome yeah. and uh, I appreciate what you do. And uh, for somebody like me who is getting back in or somebody that's brand new, uh, it's it's a great service essentially that you're providing. Uh, well, we appreciate that. Edge. Yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah. So, well, like I said, this has been fun. We should do this again sometime. I absolutely agree. Maybe maybe, maybe after six weeks of experience, we'll see uh, see <laughs> what your take is on the hobby. <laughs> well, yeah, when I get up to thirty planes, I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, he might right. be onto something else by then. I don't know. With as fast as he moves through things. <laughs> no, no, I, it's a decade at a time, typically. <laughs> That's hey. So. You got to take them as you as you can get them, right? All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Tom. I'm Trevor. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.